Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. I'm Derek. Derek, how are you today? How are you? Good, how's man. your week going? It's going good. Good. It's going good. Yeah. Um, just been having the week between trips. Leave mm-hmm. for New York again in a couple of days here, and uh, yeah. So we've got a week between Detroit. We were in Detroit last. We had a week between Detroit and New York. And then we have another week between New York and uh, and Ireland. Nice. Uh, yeah. What's in What's in New York? Uh, AJ's job. Okay. Is in New gotcha. York, um, so she has to go do. There's a trade show over oh, the weekend okay. that she uh-huh. has to go work at. So um, it's a good excuse for me to uh, hop along with her and uh, go roam the streets of New York and be like, "Wow, the Big Apple." <laughs> the city that never sleeps. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it does not. Um, bars are open till 4 a.m. there. <laughs> 4 a.m. They discussed doing that in California, and I think the, the resound vote was no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think that's a bad idea, considering how much we drive here. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. When, in a big city like New York, if you're walking and there's public transit, you know, right. it's a little bit of like, a okay, yeah. you can be getting out of the bar and then going to the diner when other people are either going to breakfast to go to work or are on their way to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's that weird mix that happens, but <laughs> yeah. not that I've done it. But yeah. um, So I've heard. I've read about but it so, in the book. So I've heard. Um, legitimately so I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's that weird blend, and I think it's okay in New York just because New York is already a weird metropolitan area, and then mm-hmm. also because there's mass transit, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's less likely something's going to happen. Yeah, it, yeah. New York, New York is a weird place in that, like, it, it is... It is weird in the sense that like people do just kind of just hang out all night. It's really weird. Like no one gets tired. It's really weird. I know. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. And then Ireland, I'm assuming, is not for work. No, we're just going. We've had tickets since before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally supposed to be our honeymoon. Um, gotcha. And um, we ended up going to Portland, but we um, just because of things were looking weird you know overseas so we were a little like eh, let's sure. just stay home yeah. um so anyway that was before everything and then after we had the tickets and then lockdown happened and we haven't been able to use them until now oh that's right okay. yeah yeah so it's been a couple of years in the making but we're excited it's gonna be a good time yeah that's cool take a take a bunch of pictures and stuff oh yeah we'll do we're taking the train i'll be posting stuff on instagram nice nice yeah that'll be fun uh ireland seems like a cool a cool place so you'll have a good time i'm sure yes i'll blend in yeah are you flying into you have to fly into london for that or can you fly straight dublin. to ireland oh dublin. just straight to dublin okay yeah. that's cool we're doing um it's actually great we got saying we got lax to dublin straight that's great on Aer Lingus. so we hop we get on one plane and we're on that plane for 10 hours and then we'll get off cool that's what's yeah. up man yeah it's great i'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I've nice. got a bunch of audio books like loaded up, so I'm like ready to conquer that flight. Mm-hmm. How long's the flight? Uh, Ten hours. Not too bad. Not too bad. And considering a, a an international flight. Yeah, it's a good stretch, but it's like you know whatever. It's not the flight to to uh, Australia, <laughs> which is which like, is like what? twenty hours or something. Twenty something like that. It's some crazy. Yeah, it's some crazy number. 
Um, <laughs> you leave yeah. on Tuesday and you arrive on Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. Um, yeah, the first stretch of my flight to Greece from uh, L.A. to Amsterdam was 10 hours, and yeah. it wasn't too bad. I slept for most of it. So Yeah, that's what we're planning on doing. So I think yeah. we get in. I'm going to sleep for the first half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we get in at like two in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be easy just to, you know, if we sleep on the plane in the first leg and then wake up and I'm just kind of up for a couple yeah. hours and then we land at two, mm-hmm. 2 PM, we'll easily be able to make it to like 10 and then crash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, yeah. You'll have two meals on the plane, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, we're staying at an Abbey while we're there. Oh, cool. That um, is now converted into like a resort kind of thing, like a golf course resort. And um, this is going to make us sound rich and white, which we are not. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a nerd. But yep. they have falconry that you can do. Nice. <laughs> where you go on like a walk with these birds and they go like hunting and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It should be cool. Um, yeah. There, uh, there's that. And then there's also the... Um, there's a box. There's a couple of box train box cars, which are um, one of the restaurants that's there, which we will be. We have a reservation for. Um, it's supposed to be. There's a really nice restaurant. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the box cars were originally part of the Orient Express train, mm-hmm. and then that actually traveled. And then when they then when they were disused, they somehow got to that that location in Ireland. And then when they were there, that's where they filmed the murder on the Orient Express movie in the seventies. Oh, that's they used crazy. This, these boxcars for the set. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I a fun w- little film nerd tidbit that I thought you would enjoy. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, do they do like a dinner theater style murder mystery on the train? No, I wish. Oh my that'd, gosh, I would wish be because that's one of my childhood dreams to be like, I suppose you wonder why I've called you all here. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. There's a there's a dinner theater murder mystery place uh, out here that I have not been to yet, but I really want to go to. I think it's oh, like that would Claremont be fun. or something. Yeah, that would be uh, really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, um, I've always wanted to go to one of those. Closest thing I've done to that is I've gone to the Magic Castle, <laughs> which, which isn't exactly oh a murder mystery, but there are illusions happening. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's magic and and sorcery afoot. Mm-hmm. Um. No, Magic Castle is another one of my definite destinations I would like to go to at some point in my life. Yeah, uh, Magic Castle is great. Um, speaking of magic, uh, been still playing the Harry Potter game. It's still good. Nice, nice. Um, How are you liking it? It's good. It's a. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of. Uh, I feel like I'm not like even a quarter of the way through it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like. Because it, it's more, it's an action RPG, but it's more mm-hmm. RPG than action, mm-hmm. which is fine yeah. for uh, uh, Harry Potter because you do just kind of want to walk around Hogwarts and like go to class and learn new spells and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's <laughs> yeah. a you want to do the that. mundane everyday stuff, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it's fun because magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun because yeah, you want to be a wizard. Um, yeah, like who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. So I'm still doing a ton of that, and I feel like once you get to a certain point, you know a certain like number of spells, then like you start to, because there's obviously a a story that's being like woven into what you're doing, but mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot of like 
go talk to this painting and then the painting's like oh there's a there's a dark force at work and you just kind of keep having those conversations like well what's the dark force but like <laughs> you can tell like there's a lot of like grinding you have to do before like you get to that yeah. that part of the story but it's it's cool i like it um i mean just flying around in your broom is uh is is fun enough um, yeah, I didn't get to when I was playing it. I didn't quite get to the point where I got the broom. Okay, yeah, yet, yeah. So I was still running around on foot. But even then, it was still fun to just run around. I spent most of my time just running around Hogwarts and switching my wand at stuff and watching it move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so it's cool. I'm enjoying it. Um, uh, yeah. Other than that, um, DJing is is picking up. Um, Good. There's a lot of different events happening. I'm doing like two school dances this week oh heck yeah <laughs> which, man which are which is fun um yeah just just a normal week though i uh, can't really complain um i'm gonna try to see cocaine bear this week i heard that's really same good. here i've yeah. heard really good things about it i want to see it really badly yeah i still want to try to catch uh and i may i may do it like a matinee for this but i want to catch a, a knock at the cabin i heard that's mm-hmm. pretty good yeah i've heard um, good things about that too so, but yeah, um, really looking forward to Cocaine Bear. It looks really fun. Dude, it um, looks hilarious. I'm ready to, like, I don't think, like, with as funny as it looks, I don't mm-hmm. think I'm ready for how hard I'm going to laugh at it. Yeah. And I need that. Like, I was thinking the other day, like, I haven't had a TV show or a movie in a while that's really made me, like, to my core, like, laugh, laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like no, totally. humor seems to not be something that's in fashion right now, which mm-hmm. is kind of a bummer because I think we all need a laugh more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Totally. I think, yeah, you know. I think, yeah, we totally need to laugh more right now. And uh seems that Hollywood's not quite interested in that as much as they are in other things, but we got to take the opportunities when they arise. <laughs> so yes, exactly. Gonna go see Cocaine Bear and uh, oh, also Creed Three comes out this weekend, I believe. Oh yes, I believe it does. Yeah, IGN <laughs> IGN gave it an eight, uh, which is uh, IGN's pretty reliable with their uh, yeah they are with their reviews. I, I think, um, and I think it it uh, last time I checked, it had like a ninety percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So wow, um, looking forward to yeah Creed three. That's awesome. Um, See, I haven't seen the other Creed movies, so now that it's coming oh. out, the pressure's on for to, for me to watch them. And yeah, I know they're good. I know AJ wants to watch them too. So yeah, they're good. Uh, the first one's gr- the first one is great. The second one is good. It's more ambitious than the first one, but I don't think quite as successful but it is still good okay. um and and i'm really looking forward to the third one because uh michael b jordan directed this one so i'm, mm. I'm interested to see his directing turn uh for this so yeah yeah that'll be and awesome jonathan majors is a movie star and <laughs> like come on man he's he's so good um he's awesome yeah he, he's he's real good um so yeah i'm, I'm he's super, huge yeah and he's <laughs> jacked <laughs> Dude, he is so jacked. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I was reading an interview with him recently, and it was like, uh-huh. it was like, Majors apologizes for being late because he was squeezing in an early morning workout, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's a gigantic man. Uh, uh, I don't know how tall he is. I don't think he's super tall, but in terms of being doesn't jacked, matter. I wouldn't want to uh, fight him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just run. Him. Let me see how tall he is. Jonathan Major's height. Oh, he's six feet tall, so he's not as short as I thought he was, but 
Um, he's also not a towering figure, but six feet tall for Hollywood is 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 pretty tall. That's tall. That's on the other upper edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a uh, that's tall. What with the Tom Cruises of the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people in Hollywood are a lot shorter than they look. <laughs> They're so small. It's yeah. so weird to see them. Like- Vin Diesel's like five ten or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I see a behind the scenes uh, picture of Vin Diesel, like from the set of Fast and the Furious, uh-huh. like his boots always have like a three inch like heel on yeah. the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny, man. That oh guy is insane. Um, he is. I Lord Lord love him though. Like I. Oh, dude, absolutely. I love his movies. <laughs> it's just. He brings just a certain level of just like, oh, you're just so good. And Dude, the thing I like about him is mm-hmm. they're just going to keep getting crazier the older he gets. Yeah, So, totally. like, it's just going to be – it's the best, honestly, is yet to come for Vin Diesel, I Dude, think. 100%. I am excited, though, like – I don't think the obviously the Fast and the Furious franchise makes so much money that it's never going to go away for good. No, um, but I am excited to see them get this one and the next one out of the way, at least for the time being, because I would like to see, like with this era of Vin Diesel, I would like to see him do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bloodshot was not great. Uh, I didn't but, see that one. Is it worth a watch at least? Um, yeah. Oh. I would say yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. It, if you can watch it for free on a streaming service, I think which I think okay. you can. I think it's on yeah, HBO. Yeah, I think I can. All right. Um, oh, is it on HBO? I think I think so. Um, yeah, go give it a watch. Um, All right, and then listen to the "How Did This Get Made" episode of it afterwards with Adam Scott. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> will do. Um, but um, yeah, just I'm interested to see what he does. I know they're doing. Um, I know he confirmed that they're doing another uh, Riddick movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I, I, oh, it's going to be Pitch, so good. Pitch Black is good. I love uh, Chronicles, Chronicles of Riddick for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, me too. The art, the, the like the costume design in mm-hmm. it is just it's everything. The sets, yeah. the costume design, it's like it's the best of like. When was it made? Was it? It was early like two thousand and like four or something. Yeah, like, like it's it, the yeah. best of like the early two thousands of like look at what money can do with like with like one of those like alt metal like soundtracks in the background. It was so good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was exactly two thousand four. That's crazy. But also like it's one of those. It existed at a time where like like. Uh, like w- like people were really into like at the time I feel like people were really accepting of just like an insane amount of world building mm-hmm. and yeah. like that movie is just like it just throws you into the middle of this gigantic universe of insanity and you're just like expected to just follow along <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't hold your hand either it's just like no. keep up <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, another version of that. Um, oh, it's gonna be so good! Yeah, I hope they bring people back. It's gonna yeah. be oh, dude. Someday they're gonna, and I'm sure they they may already be doing this, but someday they're gonna like teach a class, like a college course, on these Fast and the Furious movies because like this this on paper these movies like the success of these work. movies are are inexplicable. It's like no, they shouldn't work. Like yeah. it does not work on paper. It doesn't. You go, yeah. all right, we're going to make a movie about people that drive cars real fast, and that's how they beat people. Like, And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's super innovative, and they beat people. Okay, well, do they actually, like, oh, they're also borderline superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Each one of them gets a skill level once you join the family. Well, what's the family? Oh, the family. Let me tell you about the family. Yeah. 
Like what what gives them the super what gives them their superpower? What gives them the edge against the bad guys? Um they love their family just a little bit more than everyone else. Um okay. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It, it's it's nuts. I I don't get it. And, like, it's a universe where, like, the morality of the universe is so simple and black and white that, like, oh. you can literally be a mass murderer, but, like, if you inconvenience yourself even slightly to help the family, you're a good guy now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How <laughs> like, many people did Jason Statham kill after dude, he like found out entire, Luke Evans died? An entire hospital full of innocent people. <laughs> yeah, like just rampage murdered an entire hospital full of people. But the minute he jo- like he like helps them, it's like okay, your sins are absolved. Yeah, welcome to the family. And these movies make billion dollars. Billions. <laughs> Billions. It's really crazy, man. Like it's really mind-boggling nuts. levels of money. <laughs> Oh man, that is so like, funny. Vin Diesel and all of them are international superstars. Dude, 100%. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Um, it is nuts. They're like, I, like I, don't, I don't understand how they work. Vin Diesel in Southeast Asia is probably more famous than like a lot of other movie stars here. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, it's just so funny, man. Like, because I hear. Like when pe- I always hear when people are like when I bring up pro wrestling to people they're always like oh I don't know how you watch that it's so silly and fake I'm like dude you go watch Fast and the Furious every year it's the Fast and the Furious is literally pro wrestling but on it is screen. it's pro wrestling with <laughs> cars like <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's <good> amazing <laughs> there's bad guys the good guys always win <laughs> always win don't you get f- feared about that yeah exactly <laughs> although I wonder with this being the beginning of the end if they're gonna pull a marvel like and like um uh infinity war and have some people like die at the end of this or have them lose mm. at the end of this and then the other one they gotta get it back i could see that happening yep could totally see that happening like, oh it'll be so dramatic the first time dom ever lost and it's like <laughs> oh no the family yeah <laughs> dude i think yeah i think and then uh, he brings them back together for one last ride yeah, <laughs> I think this movie's. So I'm still on the fence about what I think they're gonna do with Paul Walker. What I, mm-hmm. I think, either like regardless of how they do it, I do think we're gonna see some Paul Walker in this movie. I don't think they're gonna necessarily like bring him back to the modern day somehow. But what I do think is gonna happen is clearly from the trailer they're setting up the idea that um, uh, at least a a, a a not a non negligible portion of this movie is going to be. Uh, reliving moments from past movies where like and weaving in jason momoa's Mm -hmm. storyline into that and kind of how he's been in the background for all of the movies so i think we're gonna get some strings yeah exactly i think we're gonna get some i think in those opportunities we're gonna get some scenes that happened in the past between paul walker and vin diesel and whatever but like they're never before seen scenes and it's like new paul walker Mm -hmm. footage but it'll still take place in the past is what i'm thinking Hmm. Um, that's you know what, what I'm thinking. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> Thanks to technology now. Thanks to technology. Um, so, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing because... Can you imagine what these movies would still be if Paul Walker hadn't died? Oh, I know. 
Um, they'd be, I think they'd be just as big as they are. Um, oh, I agree they'd be just as big as they are. But, like, would Paul Walker and Dom have, like, a fight? Oh, they would have like definitely you know, done that storyline. I mean, they, I mean, they kind of did with, like, um, I mean, that's kind of the tension of the first movie. But then, like, mm-hmm. they kind of revisited that in the uh, one where Paul Walker, like, I think it's the fourth one or maybe the fifth one where they're in Brazil. And Paul Walker's, like, back with the FBI. Yes, and, like, there yes. was kind of it in that movie, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I recently watched that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But uh, they would have, yeah, they would have totally done something like that uh, uh, again, I think. Because, I mean, that's, I think that was one of the central kind of, like, tensions of that franchise. So, yeah, they would have done that again. Like, there would have been a some kind of split or something. But it would have been yeah. very interesting to, uh, yeah, if Paul Walker was still around, like, what the franchise would be at this point. I think it would be, it would probably, in my opinion, it would probably be even more insane by now. Because like, because <laughs> they would they, they wouldn't have had to like they wouldn't have had to like shift or do anything differently. Like they would have just been able to keep heightening it and heightening it. Sure. And I think it would be just nuts. I think they would have been you know I think they would have been in space two movies ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do do you think they'd like fast forward it in time and have their kids like be like teenagers now? And, yes, like hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they'd be raising the new generation. Yeah, that like when like so after whatever this after the Fast Ten and then they're, they're doing a Fast Ten Part Two or like Fast Eleven yeah. or whatever they're gonna call it. After that, when we take like a few years off and then revisit that when we come back and get a sequel, oh, yeah. it's definitely going to be Dom and his son. Oh uh, yeah, and who's now like uh, you know a teenager and it's they're definitely gonna, but going they're to not going to do any makeup on Dom, but they'll fast forward the kid's age, so it's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. oh that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Vin Diesel will look exactly the same, and his son yep. will now be 19 years old. Yes. And yeah, and I hope at that point it like it resets and it's just more about the racing uh, and yeah. like him trying to be a father and like just scale back the superhero stuff because <laughs> uh, I think that would be good. Um, I'd, I'd actually love to see that movie. Like basically the first Fast and the Furious, but now like Vin Diesel's like more of a a New father class. figure. Yeah, like ha- passing of the torch. I think that would be very 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 cool. Um so yeah. Looking yeah. forward to looking forward to the future of the Fast franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, shall we get into uh some movie news and then talk about we got a couple episodes of The Last of Us to to recap, yeah. so. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, let's see. Should we dive? We slide into the DMs. What did we slide what did into we have the, DMs. In the DMs? Oh, um, one I sent you at the end of last week is Marvel Studios confirmed they are no longer looking to bring Robert Downey Jr. back to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, sure, but I, like, that's, you know. <laughs> that's where I'm at too. <laughs> okay, Marvel, sure. Yeah, I'm like, um, uh, okay, you've lied to us before, so yeah. That means they're almost certainly bringing him back now that they yeah. said something about it. Um, but un- but I love that it's like I love to imagine it was like completely unprovoked. Like people kind of like died down on the whole like Tony and being like oh whatever. and then out of nowhere Marvel's like we're definitely not bringing him back. It's like oh no one asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we d- we didn't ask about that. Um, <laughs> uh, Umbrella Academy season four. Have you have you been watching Umbrella Academy at all? I have not. I need to catch up. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 good. I like I don't suggest everybody watch it because I don't think that it's a it's not The Last of Us. Like it's not a big broad show that everyone's going to like. It's very sure. nerdy and weird. Um 
but I enjoy it, and I think you would definitely enjoy it, given your comics background. Um, it's really, it's I enjoy it a lot. I think it's a really inventive and fun show, and I like the characters enough. Um, all the performers are really good. But um, in season four, um, uh, they have cast Nick Offerman, Megan Mullally, and David Cross. Three people oh, awesome. I love. I love uh, all three <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited. Um D- does it say who they'll be playing? Yeah, it has their character names. I think it has some descriptions. So their character names are Dr. Gene and uh, they're both called Gene. Nick Offerman and Megan oh, Mullally are, co- are called Dr. Gene <laughs> Thibodeau. They're both called that spelled differently, but Gene and Gene, which is very funny. Um, they're they're college professors, I believe. Um, okay. So I believe they'll be... Uh, uh, that's that's their roles. They're like college professors. And then David Cross is playing a, a guy named Cy Grossman, who I don't know what his character is, but I can look that up. Um, Cy Grossman. Let's see what this is. <laughs> uh, I need probably need to specify Umbrella Academy because there's a lot of people named Cy Grossman apparently. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Variety has to say Cy about Cy Grossman Groshes. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Dr. Gene and Gene Thibodeau, the characters are described as a married pair of community college professors from New, uh, from New Mexico who wear sensible footwear and suffer from the most extreme case of deja vu this timeline has ever seen. Oh, so maybe they, um, maybe they have some kind of like uh, clairvoyance or something. Yeah. They can see the future of or some kind, or I don't know. Um, David Cross is playing Cy Grossman, described as an upstanding, shy business owner and family man desperate to reconnect with his estranged daughter who will stop at nothing to get her back. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> maybe some, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but that sounds great. Um, yeah, they're filming already, it's underway in Toronto. Great. All right. Cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I like the Umbrella Academy, and uh, I want to see more of it. Great. Gerard Way has struck gold with that, in mm-hmm. my opinion. All right. What else we got in the uh, DMs? Tenoch Huerta is coming back as Namor in Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Good. So that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, basically, everyone's coming back for that movie, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Um, glad he's uh, coming back, I liked him in oh, yeah. the movie. He's Love great. Um, Guillermo del Toro is going to make a new stop motion picture for Netflix called The Buried Giant. Good, um, great. His stop motion stuff's really good. His Pinocchio his looks stuff. really good. I haven't seen Pinocchio yet. Have you? Yeah, no, but it looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, Guillermo I love del Toro's, stop motion, man. He's re- he's really good, man. He's uh he's a really uh, he's the, to me he's like the last of like. A, a dying breed of director that like he's a, he's a, one of our last great auteurs up there you know with the Tarantinos and stuff like that of people who have such a unique visual style that like it doesn't matter what they're directing you know it's them like he could direct a Doritos commercial and you would oh, know it's yeah. him yeah, be like, hey, do you see, without even knowing it, do you see Del Toro's new uh, Doritos commercial? Yeah, which he should definitely do. He should Dude. definitely direct like a Doritos commercial a for the Super weird. Bowl. <laughs> exactly. A That'd weird be amazing. fairy tale Doritos commercial. That'd be amazing. I would uh-huh. go buy Doritos just because of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, he's great. Um, protect him at all costs. Um, 
There is a new Lord of the Rings. There are new Lord of the Rings movies, excuse me, plural, in the works from Warner Brothers New Line, apparently, Mm -hmm. because... Because we can't just... Well, here's here's my problem. We can't leave well enough alone? Yeah, well, yes. Um, Yes, like, there's no more, like... Tolkien had a very rich universe, but it wasn't that rich. Like, right. You know, as far as like individual stories go, it's not like yeah. Harry Potter where there's seven books. I mean, there's The Hobbit and then there's The Lord of the Rings, you know, yeah. which are great in their own right. And I'm very much, those are the books I have downloaded for my plane trip to Ireland mm-hmm. is nice. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to be like, woo, fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're great in their own right. But there really are just those stories. There are smaller stories that you can find in the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. which is the compendium of the beginning of of Lord of the of uh, Middle Earth. Um, and then there's also the Children of Huron, which is a fleshed out book that they could do too. So there's there's certain things that they could do, but he, um, I'm just worried that they're going to go so off book and be like, we're bringing Frodo and Sam and everybody back, and they're coming back to Middle-earth from the Far Lands. And it's like, no, the mm-hmm. whole point was that they got to graduate and leave, basically go to heaven because of what they did. You know, like, mm-hmm. you can't bring them back. I'm just worried they'll be like, and Gandalf's back? And I'm like, no, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y- you know that's going to happen, though, because um, <laughs> they need people to come see the movies. So they're going to do uh, they're going to so bring stupid. them back. It violates yeah. the entire ending of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, totally. I, I um, hate it. Like, it just it drives me nuts. Like, stop, man. Like, just create like use some of the smaller stories in the Silmarillion to create more of a network for like what you mm-hmm. want to do for like a show or a movie. Like, just do that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stories that they could do that would be great, but uh-huh. um, I'm just like, just use those. Don't do the Frodo. Frodo's back. Like, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, they're probably gonna. Have you seen uh, the Rings of Power at all? The no. TV show? Okay. No, yeah, I, I am I done with Game of Thrones that. style shows for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it's, that. Yeah, like I'm not even watching House of the Dragon. I didn't even finish Game of Thrones. I just got tired of it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people. That's a lot of people's story. <laughs> um, I know. I, yeah, I know. I'm not unique to that. But like, anyway. And then they were like Rings of Power. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. You know, you're just trying to get the Game of Thrones audience, and that's the only reason why you're making this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to watch it. Um. um. Steven Yoon is joining the Marvel Universe. Um, yes. He's joining specifically the Thunderbolts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I stole your thunder there. <laughs> no, it's okay. You stole my Thunderbolt. Bolts. Um, yeah, uh, that's cool. Steven Yoon's great. Uh, from Significant the role. Sounds, yeah. sounds great. I wonder if he's going to be a villain. Yeah. Uh, word on the street, or the rumor is he's going to be Sentry. Who's oh, like a he's going to be Sentry? From- from the Thunderbolts. I don't know anything about Sentry, but uh, cool. <laughs> um, let's see. You know, you, you you pulling something up about Sentry? You know anything about Sentry? Oh, I know about Sentry. Hold on. <clears throat> Steven Yoon. Also, uh, the Steven Yoon is the voice of Invincible from Invincible. He is. Yes. No. Uh, so Sentry is. Um he was addicted to meth. Oh, great. Um, 
energy manipulation. Come on, where? There we go. Hmm. This is interesting. The golden man. <laughs> yes. Um. Everything okay over there? Oh, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm just reading. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what, you, what you got? No, so he... Um, So he basically wakes up and remembers that he's Sentry, a superhero whose power of one million exploding suns is derived from a special serum, and realizing his archenemy is the Void, which I believe is the other darker half of his personality. Mm -hmm. So he is he is his own villain, I think. Oh. Um, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading about it too. Yeah. Um, which is great audio for people listening to us read. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but no, so he, I know he used to be addicted to meth. Um, oh yeah. And then was in self exile for a while. Uh huh. Um, oh, and he erased his memory. Yes. From the mind of nearly every person on earth, even his own. Right. That's very interesting. Uh, it's kind of giving. What's that? Uh, the Samaritan. <laughs> yes. With, uh, with what's his name? Um, what's Sylvester his name? Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. It's kind of reminding yeah. me of that. Yeah. Um, what a what oh, a what a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Almost like it almost like Shutter Island vibes too. Yeah, basically. Uh huh. Oh, this is interesting. Sentry. All right. So I'm assuming he gets his powers back at some point. Maybe when he regains his memory or something and remembers how to use them. Yes. So the serum that was that he has was designed to be a hundred thousand times stronger than the original used on Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of so course. He moves his molecules an instant ahead of the current timeline. Oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> the exact abilities and limits are unknown, and he's also said to be omnipotent. Um, Interesting. I could see how that would be uh, really fun to watch in a movie, like this guy who like, <laughs> it, like is the most powerful being in the universe but can't quite remember that. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so he doesn't even know his own limits? Yeah, I wonder is Sentry, so does that is Sentry the villain of the of the Thunderbolts or Yeah, so I think they're going to make Sentry the villain. I think they're going to do the meth addict like darker side mm -hmm. of him and then have him remember that oh he is or something like that. Or maybe he'll be a surprise member of the Thunderbolts or something. Mhm. Mm Apparently he has like microscopic vision, which is interesting. Yes. He he once told an opponent that he can see his nerve centers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nuts. 
That's crazy. Oh wow, he can. Uh, he has energy projection from his eyes and hands, which that's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah, what a cool, what a cool like character. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Um, geez, like there's no weakness to this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's his own weakness. He is his own weakness. Yeah, interesting. But like he's like stopped he stopped people from crushing Earth like yeah. he is uh, <laughs> um, shown a small portion of his power he's lifted a helicarrier on his own <laughs> you know what I mean like, oh man what a it uh, says he greatly restrains his powers and abilities yeah oh, well yeah I'm sure <laughs> um, he would be a very valuable a very valuable tool against Kang, I tell you what. Oh, he will be, uh, because he has demonstrated the ability to recreate himself after bodily destruction up to and including total molecular destruction within seconds. Wow. He once tried to commit suicide by flying into the heart of the sun. And it didn't work? <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow, what a nuts character. That Man, that's cool. Um, and it's so interesting because, like, uh, from the description, like, when we meet him, he, like, in his forgotten state of who he is, he's just kind of like a regular guy, just kind of yeah. like a middle-aged man, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, which is, which is great. I think Steven Yoon will do great at that. Um, he was, uh, really good in Nope, Steven Yoon was. Um, oh, yeah. And so I could see him, uh, sort of challenge, challenging that, ener- channeling that energy into this role. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward no, to that. Scene. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he's great. Uh, what else we got here? Anything else? Venom 3 is in production. <laughs> because <Okay>. why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not going to see it. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, they're making movies that should have come out in 2008. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like if these movies had come out in 2008, man, they'd be good. Yeah. I but the so. problem is, is that the superhero movie has progressed to a certain amount and we now demand a certain level of excellence. And if you don't give it to us, we'll let you know, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Those movies just seem, or at least the second one in particular, the first one, I think, I enjoyed and 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 di- di- I think the second one really suffers from just like mm. not feeling inspired at all. It just feels like, right. well, we got to do another one. We're making uh, it for the paycheck. Yeah, I feel like the first one had some spirit to it. Like they were really mm-hmm. trying to do something, even though I don't think it was a hundred percent successful. I think no. they were trying something with the Tom Hardy performance and like the voice in the head stuff and all that. They were really like going yeah. for something, but then the second one, it just felt so like, well guess we got to make another one i guess we'll do carnage uh woody harrelson people like him let's just put him in a movie it's just like i don't know man you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i agree i didn't even see the second one it's not great at all it's yeah really everyone bad. told me how bad it was so i was like yeah. i just won't waste my time yeah it's not good um the first one i agree with you they were trying to do something at least mm-hmm. with it yeah and yeah it didn't it wasn't successful but it, no you can't fault it for trying. Yeah, I think it's one. It's also one of those movies that suffers from not being R-rated. Uh, mm-hmm. I really think it should have been. Yeah, um, agreed. But 
Because I mean that movie. I mean, look, look at Cocaine Bear. You know what I mean? Like the, the first, the the first uh, Venom should have been Cocaine Bear with superheroes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like this uncontrollable killing machine that is inhabiting this guy's body that he has to learn how to deal with. I mean, that's make that an R-rated horror comedy and like we'll call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. But instead, Sign it had off to be on a, that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But instead, it had to be this weird PG thirteen horror comedy, and it just wasn't. For a guy who literally eats people's brains, like it, it's not, it's nowhere near violent enough. No, um, no, 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 not even a little bit. Like it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> like it's depressing. Like mm-hmm. they didn't give us anything, and it was, no. yeah. And it's just like, wow, like you really, really, this is what you thought. <laughs> this is uh, what you thought was good. It's what you brought to the table, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> Um, you sent me this story about Ant-Man 3 and its visual effects? Yes. Yes, apparently. apparently. Uh, yeah. You want to take it because you brought it up? No, go ahead. I mean, oh. it's up to you. I was going to say, apparently, uh, VFX artists claim human greed led to visual problems. Anonymous VFX professionals have shared their frustrations with working on MCU's latest entries with one revealing... In terms of priority, Wakanda Forever was definitely at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. All the money went to All the money went to that. All the best resources went to that. Yeah. So I, claiming. I think, yeah. I think Marvel, because one thing I'm learning about uh, watching these corridor crew videos and these visual effects videos and stuff like that, the visual effects industry in the, I mean, the world really, because it's not just LA or anything, but the visual effects industry is a small industry in relative to the, the, um, the amount of visual effects work that is out there that exists right and and a lot of times on movies for those who don't know like big budget marvel movies that have a lot of visual effects farm out their movies different different layers of the visual effects to different production studios and because there's just not like it's not like marvel studios has their visual effects department and they do all their movies like there's way too many people required for that to be a thing so they have to send like you guys you guys do all the hair and this studio in france you guys do all the suits and and they literally do that that's why there's like a thousand names under the vfx uh credits now that being said i think there's only so much there's only so much like work there's only so many people available and right. when you're trying to make you know uh, like multiple giant marvel movies a- a- including the 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 um like the 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 disney plus stuff that you're doing and the movies you're not only are you stretching the resources thin for your stuff but you're competing against every other movie studio that's making a big cgi thing and there's only so much work people can do so i think marvel uh, i think they're just uh stretching themselves a bit thin right now and when you can't properly allocate the right resources like it shows up man like it looks yeah it looks bad like there's like darren Exactly. Not Modoc. <laughs> yeah, Darren. exactly. Uh, and it just feels like, yeah, it just feels that Ant Man just feels very cheap compared to because when you look at the visual effects in Ant Man versus like Wakanda Forever or even like um, Thor: Love and Thunder, it's just like it's night and day. Like mm-hmm. it, Thor: Love and Thunder, e- even though most of that takes place on the volume and in completely three like CGI spaces, there is at least like it looks like something like, you know what I mean? Like there's an attempt to like, 
a, a, a visual style there that where you can tell they had the time and at least the money to like try to do something. I, yeah. Like the sequence that comes to mind to me is like the when they're on the black and white planet. Like that looks like something. Like it, it looks like the the CGI looks very intentional. In Ant Man, it just kind of looks like well, we've got this soundstage. I guess we can project a red background, and that that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just like eh, you know. Put what some I mean? weird mountains in the back. That'll be yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> Are, oh, we're in the quantum realm. Are we going to explore a lot of it? No, we're mainly just going to stay in this little little area right here the entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like uh, so. Yeah, there just yeah. wasn't. There just wasn't enough to qu- quantum mania. There just wasn't. Yeah, and that's why there's so many f- creatures in the quantum realm that just look like people. Because yeah. like they didn't have enough time to create all these CG characters. Yeah, I know. So it's just like, all right, well, you get what you. I I wish they would have gone more. Like there there is a version. Well, honestly, I wish they would have just like, if they're gonna make that movie, I wish they would have like waited or at least spaced them out to to where they could allocate the proper yeah money and time to Ant Man Quantum Man, especially because you're introducing such a big character in Kang the Conqueror. Right. That like we really deserve like a he really deserves to be in like a a top budget Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So Yeah. It's um Yeah, Ant Man just felt rushed on everything. Yep, hundred percent. Felt rushed and hollow. Yep. Um, even the yeah. jokes, even the jokes felt like a lot of the jokes in the movie felt like, man, there's not enough jokes in this. Let's add some jokes now that yeah. we're in post. You oh, know what man, I mean? It like, seems like it's too tense. <laughs> yeah. Even though we broke the tension like like 15 minutes ago, it's it's too tense. Yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna slow the combat down. They're gonna hug. They're gonna mm-hmm. hug right in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. they're gonna talk about being giant. It's gonna be a cute father daughter moment, and then we'll yeah. get back to the action. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Yep. Stop. Um, yeah. So that is that. That um, is that. Um, I think that's all the DMs, right? Unless yeah, that's have... all the DMs that we have this cool. week. It was a lighter week this week. Yeah, you got any other any other news tidbits you want to hit before we get to Last of Us? No, pretty straightforward. I haven't heard anything or seen anything. It's uh Cool. Alright. You know. Yeah, it's kind of a slow, a slow news week. Um I think. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's get into The Last of Us. Um, we are doing episodes, what, five and six today? I believe five and six. Let me okay. check. Let me pull up the uh, the plot summaries here. Um, Last of Us, still killing it, I must say. Oh, my gosh. Still Seriously. killing it. Have you, have you watched the episode for this week yet? Yes, I have. Watched okay. it this morning. Um, okay, let's see. Yeah, dude, it, they're killing it. They're uh, this show is like uh, it's really good, real good, <laughs> real good. Let's pull up these episodes. Okay, episode five. No, we talked about episode five, right? Endure and survive. We talked about that. We did, yes. Okay, so we're on six and seven then. Six and seven, yes. Okay, so let's talk about six and seven. Uh, episode six is called Kin, and episode seven is called Left Behind. Um, real quick, the plot summary for episode six. Three months after Henry and Sam's death, uh, we've jumped ahead. Joel and Ellie reach a small, thriving community in Jackson, Wyoming, where they reunite with Joel, um, uh, whose wife, or excuse me, with Tommy, Joel's brother, uh, whose wife Maria is pregnant. Ellie learns about Sarah's fate from Maria. Um, 
let's see joel confides in tommy and ellie uh, uh joel confides in tommy about ellie's immunity and his own declining uh mental state we see him go through these like panic attacks um that we have not seen him go through is before. it panic attacks or is it his heart i it, i think it, it, to me they read as panic attacks because he talks about like being like feeling overwhelmed with fear for the first time in his life mm. so to me they read more as pan- i mean it could be a combination of both um because you know panic attacks can can mm-hmm. cause an elevated heart rate and can and when you're 60 years old and lived a hard life i'm sure it can mess with your heart um, so yeah, either way, uh, his, his anxiety is causing him to have health issues. Um, so he basically, he's, he's going to take, um, Ellie to, um, find the rest of the fireflies and he wants Tommy to do it instead because his health is declining and, and Tommy begrudgingly is like, man, I'll do it, but I don't want to do it because I have a family here and I got to be, uh, more careful about these kinds of things, but um, he sees how much it means to Joel, basically, and and is like, yeah, I'll do it or whatever. Um, but then Joel has a change of heart and is like, well, Ellie, you get you get you. It's unfair to you to me for me to just dump you off onto Tommy, so you can decide whether or not uh, I go with you. And she immediately is like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we'll go. Um, all right, and so. Uh, they find the Fireflies have vacated their base, the base that they were going to, possibly reclo- relocating to a hospital in Utah. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, that is where, uh, um, at that hospital in Utah, that is where Abby, the villain from the second game, that's where her father is the lead doctor in Utah. So um, we might get introduced to the Abby character this season, or at least her father. Um, Joel and Ellie attempt to escape a group of raiders. Uh, when one of them attacks Joel, Joel kills him, but is stabbed during the struggle with like, and it was gruesome too. He stabbed with like the bottom end of a, of a baseball, baseball bat. bat that's just been broken off and made into yep. like a shiv. It's very gross. No, um, well, he hit it and broke it and then he still oh, had it in his okay, hand gotcha. when they tackled him. That's when he stabbed him. Gotcha. And, and dude, just imagine the amount of infection he would have gotten if it was just, this was real life. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> like dude, seriously. A dirty bat that's just been like laying around for 30 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like ew. Oh, there's all, I'm sure there would have been like splinters in there. Oh, I don't oh, even yeah, want to think dude. about it. It's not. It's not a good. It's not a good situation. No, Joel and Ellie escape uh, the others, but Joel soon collapses and falls off their horse, leaving Ellie unsure of how to proceed. Cool. Let, let's just give our thoughts on this episode, and then we'll move on to episode seven uh, here in a minute. Um, so the re the reuniting of Joel and Tommy. What do you think about this episode so far? I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, the old couple in the beginning made me laugh. Oh yeah, um, they were they were great. <laughs> they're really funny. That guy that's the actor, he's really funny. Like I mm-hmm. love him. He's he's great in everything he does. Um, he's yeah, been around since I was a kid, man. He's, yeah. He's they funny. run into this old couple that have like they moved out into the middle of nowhere long before the 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 zombie apocalypse broke out, and so they're perfectly fine just like being by themselves. <laughs> And it's they're very like uh they basically are like um what's that term from Cabin in the Woods? They're like the um uh that warns you about uh danger upcoming. Oh, the uh it's it the uh, the harbinger of the doom. The harbinger of doom. Yeah, they're basically that. They're like, "Hey, we find a bunch of dead bodies when you go beyond this boundary. Don't go beyond the boundary." Yeah. Um the river of death. 
Yeah, the river of death. Don't go beyond that. Um, and yeah, it's like a fun little like a uh, reprieve uh, from the tension because it's like a pretty comedic scene. Um, and basically, they just uh, get information from them and then leave. Um, but it's a, it's a very fun scene. Um, yeah, I like this episode too a lot. Uh, I think it was a nice um, change of pace to get to some some sort of semblance of civilization, mm-hmm. um, which I think it, it, it outside of Fedra and outside of the quarantine zones. I think it's a it was cool to see um, that the that city in particular that little settlement is like a uh, you know it's a big deal in the game so it was cool to see it like realized on tv it felt like a real place um yeah i liked it a lot i think the actor that plays tommy is really good um mm-hmm. <laughs> they do not feel like brothers to me in the no, sense their of like <laughs> chemistry is not brotherly <laughs> yeah it's it's really not and i think that kind of works a little bit in the show's favor just because like they have you do feel like they have been separated for a long time but yeah, yeah they do true. not read as brothers like I, I don't think these guys would even get along in real life but i think they're both good enough actors to where like i buy their scenes together like when they have to be emotional yeah um but I, yeah i like all these actors i think it's great um i like the actress that plays maria she's great um all yeah it's just a great episode like i i like uh there's some good comedy beats i like when joel's like uh <laughs> when joel's like uh you know tommy's like yeah everyone uh he's like oh there's no leaders here everybody kind of just does their own, uh does their fair share and we all share everything equally and joel's like like uh communism <laughs> yeah <laughs> and tommy's like no it's not like that at all and he's like yeah it is <laughs> which i thought was very funny um I thought that was a funny beat. Yeah, there's some good... When the comedy happens in the show, I think it's generally pretty good. It is. Um, it's because yeah. there's so much... There's there's just none of it, you know? <laughs> right. It's such a serious show. <laughs> exactly. When there is finally a joke, it's like, oh, thank God. It's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And, and like, on a meta level, we know, like, we know um, Pedro Pascal has comedy chops. Um, yeah. He was so good in that Nick uh, in Massive Talent, the Nicolas oh, Cage movie. Oh my gosh, seriously! Um, that like it's so funny whenever like some of the and and he's just his own real life persona is very goofy and silly. So like it's funny when that comes through in his performance a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's very it's very he's so different from the roles he plays, uh, mm-hmm. it, which is I think why uh, he was such a good choice for the unbearable weight of Massive Talent because he's such a silly kind of like Lucy Goose guy in real life. Yeah. But he always it's, plays these very like stoic, dour characters, which yeah, is very funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so. Like, that's so funny. Yeah, he's great. I, I like him a lot. Like, uh, uh, just, I follow him on Instagram now, and he's just he's he's a delight. I think he's a great. I need a great to follow person. him on Instagram. That he's would great, be a dude. Good he's great. He's great. Um, and he doesn't come off like. He doesn't come off like a like a Hollywood guy who's like up his own ass. You know, he yeah. seems very normal. Kind of like um I don't know if you follow Selma Hayek at all, but like on Instagram, no. she's also great. Like she also doesn't take herself too seriously and is just kind of like just seems like a great person to be around. Um he 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 kind of gives me those vibes. I, he's great. Like I hope he, he we he's in he I think he's on his way to becoming a, a a national treasure and I think we should protect him at all costs. Um He's not ours though. That's true. Um, <laughs> he's on loan from Chile. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he's on loan. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, if he were to compete in the actor Olympics, he would compete for Chile. <laughs> if he did, yes, he would be competing for Chile. Also, we should do the actor Olympics. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure which country would win, honestly. Because there, there's a lot of good actors from all over the world. I think all man, over Co- the world. Like Korea would kill. Like South Korea would kill it. Mm-hmm. 
uh japan would kill it like they're just they, india has great acting like it's just i don't man there it's that would be great the uk like come on man yeah. uh <laughs> the, the ones who started it <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah actually the uh, greeks well, yeah greeks i was gonna say romans, greek but... greeks and romans but yeah um for sure but shakespeare yeah come on man um yeah but anyway uh yeah i thought episode six was really good i thought it was it was cool to get into like that snowy environment i thought that was a good change up to uh and here's what i like about this show their attention to detail in a show like this is like is necessary but it's like it's still so good like they take and especially because the episodes are so long like they take time to like really kind of show you okay now we're in a snowy environment and it's not just a oh hey we're in the snow now isn't that pretty but like they take little time to show you like Oh, they have to dress different. They have to do things a little bit differently now, now that they're in the snow. Mm -hmm. And it makes us just feel like we're more immersed in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I love that they're in the snow environment now. It's it's good. I like it. Yeah, same. Um, Any other thoughts on this episode before? Okay, cool. Nope. Um, There wasn't any real action sequences in this, although there was the sequence when they first meet like the security team from the settlement. Mm. And that that's a actually a really tense scene where they're like Oh yeah. With they the like dog. they have this dog that they've trained to like sniff out the infection and it is the most menacing dog the dog well, is the an line amazing the guy actor. says is he goes the dog's gonna the dog's gonna smell you. It's like and what if like and what if we're infected? It's like then it's gonna rip your throat out. Yeah, and he's like, this is the last chance for a bullet, which I thought is a, an amazing line. Yeah. Uh, because it's basically like, look, you're when this dog gets going, you're going to wish I had shot you in the head. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was just a great, the dialogue was great there. I thought it was a great direction. Uh, that dog was killing it. Dog, um, oh, what a great little pet actor, man. Yeah. Like, animal, animal actor, just yeah. destroying it. Yeah, and then when he switches to like uh, playing with Ellie, I thought that was great too. It's just it was a great relief of tension. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought I it was love great. the fact that, that when they have dogs and stuff and wolves in like in um, movies, they have to mm-hmm. CGI their tails because the wag because they're doing such a good job, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny. I just I had just watched a. Um, one of the corridor crew videos, it, they do like the the stunt stunt people reacting mm-hmm. to stunts and movies, yeah. and they were talking to this uh, the stunt woman, and she had done some dog work in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when that okay. when Brad Pitt's uh, pit bull starts uh, tearing right. up the uh, the Manson family. Yes, uh, and she was like, yeah, like. These dogs are playing like that's what they're like. They're taught to play that way, so like they're having a good time. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they they they're you know obviously it looks very menacing, but they're actually playing. Like that's like they're trying to get a treat. Like that's what they're yeah. they're doing. Uh, she's like, but uh, that being said, like <laughs> you definitely don't want the dog to bite you in a place where you're not padded <laughs> because oh. they may be playing, but they're being trained to play very rough, very <laughs> aggressively. Yeah. yeah, there's no way I would go up against dog like i don't even want to run around in a full suit and like have dogs bite at me like absolutely yeah. not especially not a pit bull pit bulls are so God, strong no. their bites they're, are so strong oof, they're so intense dude you, like playing uh playing tug of war with a pit bull is like unreal like they're so strong you're like what and their necks just like are so like they just lock in place it's yeah. like everything just and they just turn into this like 
tank that just starts pulling you along, and you're exactly. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to dog actors. They're killing yeah. it. Um, all right. Especially the dog Episode actor from seven. Prey. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they exactly. Adopt, That dog wasn't a dog actor when they found it, and it did such a good job that they were like, oh, we're going to put it in the entire movie. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. And somebody really from the cool. set adopted it at the end. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good for that dog. I know. Um, Living the high life in Hollywood now. Uh, episode seven. It's called Left Behind. Um, and this was uh, basically the episode starts with Ellie trying to fix Joel's wound. And Joel's like, you got to leave me. Go back to go back mm-hmm. to Tommy. He thinks he's going to die. And as Ellie is going to leave, she we flash back to Ellie uh, back in the Boston quarantine zone with her friend, quote unquote, Riley. Um, and they have basically a fun time in an abandoned mall and arcade, um, which is taken straight out of the game. Um, and basically, Ellie falls in love with Riley. They fall in love with each other. Um, let's see. Uh, Riley tells Ellie that the Fireflies have assigned her to a post in Atlanta, meaning she has to leave. And it is her last night in Boston. While uh, Ellie is initially upset, she convinces Riley to stay, and they kiss. Uh, An infected uh, attacks them, and Ellie manages to kill it, but both of them get bitten in the struggle. Tearfully, they decide to stay together and wait for the infection to take hold. Uh, In the present day, Ellie finds a sewing needle and begins to stitch up Joel's wound uh, as the episode ends. Uh, We don't see riley turn or or we don't see the aftermath of how that moment plays out um it's kind of either implied or left ambiguous depending on what happens in the future i know in the game there are more flashbacks to their time together so i'm not sure if they're going to do that in the show but they certainly could um i think it's implied that um riley eventually you know succumbs to it and right but uh, we don't see that happen um, but yeah, uh, what did you think about this episode, Left Behind? Uh, I thought it was poetically heartbreaking. Yeah, 100%. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, it was this this flashback I've been waiting for for a, a minute. Yeah. And I think they really did it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the two actors really killed it. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, they're, they both are really good. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and so young, like I can't imagine yeah. being that good an actor at like sixteen, seventeen years old. You right. know what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but no, it was it was it was a beautiful episode, you know. Yeah. Um. Totally. Um. Yeah. Storm Reed is nineteen, and uh, the actress that plays Ellie. What's her name? Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. That's right. Um, she might even be younger than that. Let me see. I think she is. She is. Oh no, they're both nineteen. Okay, they're oh, both nineteen. Yeah, um, yeah, they're both great. Um, they both look really young too. Um, they do. <laughs> yeah, they they both were great in this. Um, they, I totally bought that they 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 fell in love. I totally bought their chemistry. Um, oh yeah, it was great, dude. I I really like this episode a lot. Um, this show just is. It's so confident, and and granted, uh, they they have a, a a very very successful video game to as a as a um, as a blueprint. But like the show is just so confident in what it is and what it wants to do that like yeah, dude, we're gonna take an hour to show these two women falling in love, or I mean, in the show they're kids, these two kids falling in love, like, and we're just gonna take our time and just do it. 
You know what I mean? Like we're not yeah. gonna try to force a bunch of action sequences and all that. We're just gonna we're just gonna have them fall in love, and then we're gonna have them deal with the fact that one of them has to leave, and we're gonna figure out how that. You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. I love the yeah. show a lot. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't show. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it too. I really do. This 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 episode was poignant. And it was well done, and it was mm-hmm. it it was awesome because. It really let the characters and their relationship drive the episode instead of having like it sucks the foreshadowing with the, like the guy on the wall, like the fungus dude on the wall that like wakes up and yeah. then it's just like oh god. Yeah. Um, but like you know, before that, it's just a really nice time, and it's like you mm-hmm. know, you're kind of just like yeah, yeah, like I'm happy for you. And it's interesting that they it's interesting that they intersperse these stories of love in between in like to give us breaks in the show to show us something beautiful that is also yet tragic right and and the it's so uh the to me the most impressive thing like what the show illustrates for me or illuminates for me i think is a better word is it illuminates how good the game is because mm-hmm. so much of this is just like these themes and all of that it's just taken straight from the game like the game itself like has is so poignant and like the fact that the game is called the last of us which is like a, an amazing title for this series because like it is it, it's so poetic because sure it's the last of humanity but also it's like the it's the last of humanity in the sense that we're the last people but it's also like we're the last it's showing you like the last humanity in like the conceptual sense like these people are the last people to 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 hold on to their humanity and that's who the the show is about so the show is about showcasing these people who are trying to maintain their humanness in a world where humanness is actively being taken out of the world, whether it's by this virus or just the circumstances, you know what I mean? Like we're watching people around them become monsters literally and figuratively. And these people are struggling to hold on to their humanity through like their relationships. I think that's just beautiful, man. Like it's just (laughs) what a beautiful, like, and I love the imagery of the title sequence. We've never talked about the title sequence before, but I love the imagery of it because yes, it's like it's referencing like the way the stuff is like blooming and stuff. It, it it it's it's referencing the fungus, but it's also like I, here's why I like the that the zombies are fungus and why I think it's like a good detail and a very emotional like beautiful detail is because yes, this thing is destroying humanity and it, and in that sense it's bad, but also. Fungus is just a thing that is living and growing. Like, it's just another form of life. So, and, and life in, is inherently beautiful because, like, I think we are biologically programmed to love life. So, like, to watch the fungus, like, kind of bloom around the font and around all that kind of stuff is beautiful. Like, it is a plant or, a, like, an organism that is blooming and coming to life. I mean, obviously at the, the expense of other organisms. But, I mean, isn't that the case for all life? Like, I'm sure chickens <laughs> are really bummed that we evolved you know what i mean (laughs) but you know it is beautiful in the same way that like yeah i'm sure chickens are bummed that humans exist but like when a child is born it's beautiful and i think it's the same thing with the fungus it's like yeah the fungus is destroying humanity but it is it's a beautiful organism in its own right you know what i mean which is why i I, which is i think also evident in the design of the creatures because yes they're grotesque and they're zombies and whatever but there is kind of a beauty to them in the way that the color and like the shapes of the bloom and all of that like it's it's not just it's not just uh 
as gross as it could be. You know what I mean? Like there is kind of like an aesthetic kind of to them that I think is kind of beautiful in a weird way. Um, But yeah, but I digress. Uh, Yeah, no, no, all of that was great. (laughs) Yeah. I love this show and I think they're nailing it. Like they are. They, they could have just done they could have just made this into like a really boring like zombie show, but they've really nailed it. Like they really know what's beautiful about the the game and made and translated it really well, I think. Yeah, no, they really did and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. And every episode I, I look forward every week. I'm very excited to watch yeah, it every single dude. week. <laughs> like and I haven't had a show like that in a while. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like um the next one I've got coming up is Perry Mason has a, has a second season coming out. I saw a trailer for that. It looks really good. Sometime soon. I'm I'm addicted to that show. Season okay. one was amazing. So I need to like, start it. Yeah, you do, dude. It's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just and the fact that it's filmed in Los Angeles and like mm-hmm. you know and the CGI is used to enhance um, like old town Los Angeles, like 30s Los Angeles. That's awesome. And they film in locations that, that were like around at that time. It's uh it's really cool. Um, yeah. But again. That's a different show. We're talking about The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> but I'm addicted to The Last of Us. I love I love watching it every single week and I get excited every single week. And I haven't I don't know that I've had a show like that that's really had me be like, wow, like I can't wait for like when do I get to watch this again? Yeah. The bummer of all this is that there's only two episodes left in this season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which I'm like, no. <laughs> I Just know. keep going forever. I know. Um, a twenty four episode season. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't think they really enough. take your time to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be so expensive because um, they are putting a ton of money into this. Um, yeah, man. I think I think this episode is great. Um, I think uh, the last two episodes are going to be amazing. Um, this show hopefully wins all the awards. Um, and I think there's uh, this this this. Uh, this poises uh this poses a good future for I think um TV shows and 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 movies and stuff that are based on video games and and sort of non traditional media that I think mm-hmm. um it shows you can do this well um and I'm really yeah. excited that we we are seeing this um it's really good it's really 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 good um and there's people that like most of the people like. Most people watching this show have never played the game, which is like, yeah, amazing to me. Like, <laughs> like that's so crazy. Like, I like people love this show, man, and they have no idea about the game. They're just into it because it's a good show. Yeah, so. dude. I'm and and rightfully so. It's an amazing, beautiful show, and mm-hmm. they it has a lot to say. And yeah, dude. Imagine it does it like, well. I think they're going to end up getting like three, three, maybe even four seasons out of the two games because mm-hmm. this, this one is, we're not, we're by far not like at the end of the game yet of the first no. game. So like, I think the, yeah, the first game will probably stretch over two seasons. And then I think the third, the second game will probably stretch over two seasons as well. Um, at least I hope it does. Um, this dude, the, when they start getting, when they get to, when we get to season three and the game and it moves to the the, the sec, second game, like I'm all in because I like the first <laughs> game. The first game's great. The second game to me is just like a masterpiece, like an actual oh, it's masterpiece. So good. Like, dude, I'm not ready, dude. I'm going to cry it several times in that in that show. Like, or when it gets to that season, like. Because I mean, Joel dies. Like, it's gonna be nuts. <gasps> Spoilers. 
You haven't played the second game? No, of course I've played the oh, second okay. game. I know he dies. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking for people that oh, like that's didn't true. like Yeah, that's the one thing. If you're out there and you're listening and you think Joel has a happy ending, he doesn't. So Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like get ready for that. Yeah. I mean they've they've tried to kill him multiple times in this season. Like it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It has yeah, to happen exactly. for Ellie's character. Like it has to Of course, for her evolution. Yeah. Um I love I love that um uh, this is uh, it, it's from the game as well but i love that in this episode the, the uh, ellie and joel uh, as much as they are um father and daughter archetypes to each other they are they are really kind of echoes of each other um yeah. both of their tendencies toward violence uh and 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 sort of hiding their emotions is rooted in a similar trauma where they lost you know, someone that was very dear to them in a way that made them feel like I should have been able to protect them. And we, yeah. and we finally got to see why Ellie feels that way. And it's, it, it, I think it was done beautifully. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm loving it. They're killing it. Yeah. So good. Cool. Um, any other thoughts before we, uh, dip out? No, no. As always, just looking forward to this show. Yeah, exactly. Gonna be real depressed when it's when it's over. That's why I brought up Perry Mason because I'm like, thank God I've got another one like on the way. Yeah, thank God we live in this time. Thank God we live in this time. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> like, man, uh, yeah, I'm so glad we're 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 living through uh, this age of of, of entertainment because we are truly truly lucky. Oh um, yes, yeah. All right, man. People can find you online. Find me online. All right. You can find me online at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Derek, thanks uh, again so much for doing the pod as always. And we will see y'all next week. <laughs>